2: Hello and welcome to the Ronald's World Podcast with me, Rick
3: Pearson, me, Ben Hobson,
0: and me, Jane McGuire. (laughs) Yay! Yay!
2: (laughs) Your medal on, you've got your London Mouth and medal. no
0: one can see but I've got my medal on because I'm not in an office today so someone's got to see me wearing my medal. (laughs) Do
2: you just wear it for the day after or do you think, do you wear it all week?
0: All week, I'm not taking it off.
2: Yeah. Really? That's yeah. too long. I think.
0: No, <laughs> straight, straight away. No, it loses <laughs> absolutely
2: impact, is not it? Like, oh, the, oh, she's still got it on. It's like next Sunday. Oh, no, next really?
0: Sunday. Uh, maybe next Sunday's too far because next Sunday's Manchester Marathon, isn't it? So I don't want to steal any more thunder.
3: True. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's Chicago,
0: um, I think, as 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 you we should have been doing. As I should have been doing. Hey
3: Jane, how would you feel about doing another marathon in a week's time? Now?
0: Honestly, the worst plan I'd ever had. <laughs> like. To be honest, my legs are far like much better today than they ever have been. I don't know if that means I could have gone faster, but um, yeah, I just couldn't. I couldn't run a marathon next week.
2: Did run a PB though, Jane. So you
0: did run a PB. Yes, oh, it's like a big
2: PB as well, right? It's like like five or six minutes. Or? Six
0: minutes and about eighteen minutes quicker than the last time I did London.
2: Wow,
3: so, really I don't good. What, I
0: honestly, don't know what happened. I finally listened to lewis's advice to lap my watch every mile he's told me to do this for four marathons and i've ignored him (laughs) until yesterday and it really works like it really works charlotte purgey was doing it as well if you watch the footage of her she's touching her watch every mile because your watch just goes mental and it told me at one point i was doing like a 15 minute mile i was like oh i don't think i am and then when i lapped it i definitely wasn't so Top tip that I should have
2: listened to years ago. <laughs> to, to, to someone who, who runs in a, in a Casio watch, could you just explain briefly what, how, what, do you, mean to, what do you mean lapping a watch?
3: Rich, you know, on your Casio, there will be a, <laughs> like a, a a button that says lap. So if you do start your stopwatch, right. you're just recording each lap. So your some watches do it automatically. So it'll be like you set a mile distance on your watch and it will automatically generate your time after that. But it runs off the GPS, so it's tracking you. Whereas if you go by the course marker, the physical marker, ah, okay, and you click lap yeah. for that, then you'll you'll know in between each lap what your split was for that lap according to how you've lapped it. Rather than if you, as Jane was saying, um, yeah, if you just rely on the GPS and it goes mental because of all the buildings, then you're like you don't actively know what you ran that last split in. Love it.
0: And I think it was good from a mental point of view too, because I was like oh, this is really hard. And then I'd look down, I was like, oh, I'm five minutes into this lap. So I've only got like three and a half to go. And then I'd be like, and then I get to press lap again. And then I get to have a gel. (laughs) And then I get to do this. So I'd like give myself little things to think about the whole way around, which was really fun. You are
3: a creature of habit, Jane. So this is it. I am.
0: I'm a control freak. So I just need things to control in a marathon and it works.
2: But you were saying that your legs don't feel that tired. Do you think that's in any way to do with... uh with footwear and that's one thing that a lot of people are talking about is that yeah. you, know, you, you get a bit more of a recovery with these new shoes
0: well this is a confession um, I went against everything we've ever written in runner's world and I changed everything on race day I didn't whoa. run in the shoes I was meant to run in and I oh, had a gel that I'd never had before uh, 20 miles so I, wow. I made a last minute decision to change from the tempo next percent which I've done all of my training in I absolutely love that shoe but they have like a an air pod in the front of the shoe under the ball yeah. of your foot and I've been suffering with I don't know what it is, something like a I think it's this like a hotspot. My broken foot. It- <laughs> um, so it's it's just like a hot spot and where and it's if you like line up right. the the pot, like little pod on my foot. I think it's just where I've done so many miles in them. There's like a tent like a a
3: hot spot. I've,
0: I've done something. It's like a hot yeah. spot. Um so i was going to run in them and then i was speaking to my brother the night before and he was like why would you run in shoes you know are going to hurt you why don't you just run in the next percent and i was like oh i've not done any miles in them for like at least two months and he was like that's what everyone does though so they'll be fine
1: <laughs> so i just changed
0: my shoes i just wrote in my shoe i wrote london marathon and i wrote the, t- the day and i was like that's it i'm running in them Amazing. and then i took a morton gel with caffeine at mile 20 that i would never had before that's thought- the one
2: though that thing though isn't it that 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 nice. propels you I
0: was like, I was like so many people said they were screaming in my face, and I just didn't didn't even acknowledge them. (laughs) I was like tunnel visioned.
3: I saw you at like 23 and a bit. You were given on the other side of the road, but I was over the barrier giving it the the loudest (laughs) hollering i could possibly give and you were just through just regardless just plowing through
0: that was the morton gel i was like i was like hi (laughs) high on caffeine um it was a risky move because it could have upset my stomach and i would have had an hour to go but it paid off
2: total mavericking at london marathon paid off just doing the
0: rick pearson method changing everything on the morning messing with my mind
2: well it worked for you didn't necessarily i wouldn't say it worked quite as successfully for me but um (laughs) Yeah, nailed it, Jane. That's quality. Yeah, well, we, Ben and I were out um, various places. I started off in Bermondsey, so sort of 12 miles in, and then we met up at... It was kind of embankment, mate, wasn't it? Sort of it mile was 24 and yeah, a half, I, I, I,
3: was, I was late getting out of the uh, out of the house to go, and so I missed all the speedy people, um, like the elites. I didn't see any of that, which is... Uh, mm, sometimes I like seeing that because it gives you a real, like, insight into yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of sharp end of it all, but... Um, I always think that London isn't really about that. So I wanted to no. get down and see some, uh, see the masses doing their thing. So I managed to sort of, yeah, get down to the latter stages. So, yeah, I think I was... Well,
0: I was looking out for you both around Munchu, cause it was because a lot of people were sat outside pubs. And it was oh, all very, like, craft beer And I thought, where are Ben and Rick? This looks very, their <laughs> vibe.
1: Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> and all, our chat,
3: all our chat beforehand was like, where are your favourite places to watch it? And I was like, Canada Water. And Rick, where did you say Mudshute? Well, no, I think I, I said um, uh, Deptford. Deptford. And none of it, we didn't go anywhere near those places. <laughs> no, so. you're right, yeah. some <laughs> people are dummy of those. Um, right, so. so yeah, I, I was sort of between mile 23 and 25 doing all the watching there. It was great.
2: Yeah, so, so just slightly ahead of Jane, finishing in uh, two hours, 23 minutes, 26 <laughs> seconds, was Charlotte Perdue. And she became yeah. the third fastest British female over the marathon distance. So obviously Paula Radcliffe is the fastest. And Yara Marucci is uh, who I think is um, uh, Charlotte Perdue's, uh coach is mm. uh, just ahead of her. It's a very similar sort of finishing time. Um, kind of amazing. Obviously, that's against the backdrop of her not being picked for Tokyo as well. Mm. So I think it was a little bit of a kind of like, hmm, maybe yeah. I should have gone, guys. Should have gone. She's uh, changed
3: sponsor recently as well. I think that's, oh, is that right? Yeah. She used to be a Nike athlete. She's added ass now. Right. I don't know how um, recent that is, but, you know, just adds to the mix, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. I think actually on her day, she is uh, like our best female marathon isn't she you know i think actually been a little bit hot and cold maybe the last couple of years but that was amazing and then uh yeah i guess the other the big news in the brits was phil Sessaman, who uh won quite a surprise probably one was the first uh, male brit home um and he's a junior doctor it's quite funny when these things come out though because like you start getting interviews like wow this guy like who's just a doctor really and like he just turned up and he was like first Brit. It's amazing isn't it? it's a sort of thing like like as if like, we could just turn up and be first Brit, but it's actually like, no, he's like a really amazing, like top athlete actually just also has, happens to sort of have a job, like almost all mm-hmm. other runners. Um, so it's not quite as sort of from nowhere. Yeah, yeah some exactly. of It's not as like, he decided to like... Yeah, he's in his scrubs one, and he just turned up,
3: isn't <laughs> One time after his shift went running and like, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I like about London is you get that. Um, Jane, you might remember there was the, that um, uh, nurse who... Who she fell just before the finish line. Her name. Her name escapes me. A fact check for Ben, the forgetful idiot. It was elite runner and research radiographer Haley Carruthers. That was the real kind of like more so than possibly the elite story. Is that sort of like yeah. you know, semi-professional, absolutely giving it. They're all with a job, and then they you know and. and I don't know how they do it, frankly, organisational skills through the roof. But yeah, just that sort of job versus running capability stuff is really, it's more its more of a story to me. I'm just interested, Jane, because like,
2: this is like the first, I guess, it's not the first big mass mass participation event that's happened. But what was it like to be running London Marathon again?
0: I was so emotional the whole way around because I think I, I think I said it last time I was on the podcast, but I was just like oh my God, remember when we couldn't go outside? And I think during the whole of the lockdown, not being able to run was such a fear. that You'll probably both have known from my Slack messages. I was so scared about not being able to go for a run. So to be, do you know what I mean? Just to look out on the crowds and see that many people. And I think marathon day is always magic, but that somehow made it more special, I think. Yeah. And I, I didn't really see anyone. I saw my da- mum my and dad a couple of times, but just, I was just grinning the whole like just like dads running over to hug their children i was just sobbing the whole way around It's was yeah. like this is just magic and i think i've probably so i've run london this is my third time running it but i think the other times i haven't run it since i've worked at runners world i've worked at it so do you know what I mean i've been yeah, there for yeah, the yeah. last few years and it felt like it felt like everything was back to normal do you know what I mean it did mm. didn't it it felt like nothing had changed and I think that was just amazing I think there was a lot of kind of speculation on whether whether it would go ahead and whether we'd all be wearing like things to keep us apart from each other yeah, or. Right. I didn't know how yeah. it would be yeah. um, and I didn't know how whether the waves would make it a bit quieter but it wasn't like that at all It felt as busy as it always has been in a good way in a good way um, yeah. I think it's the crowds that get you around isn't it
2: yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think that's what sets the race apart from almost any other race on the planet, isn't it? And I yeah. guess there were probably less crowds. I guess that was the idea, wasn't it, um, yesterday? But it was still like, a, yeah, the, the attendance was was still great, I think. And I don't think there was probably any part of the course where you were like running down empty roads or whatever.
0: No, it was obviously the quiet bits uh, around Canary Wharf, but even that wasn't too quiet. Like, it felt good. Do you
2: think that you... Like, even a lot of marathons now, Jane, obviously still getting better. Would you, if anyone's listening, like... Oh, what what do you reckon you've learned through running the marathon? Like why do you think that you're that you managed to run a PB this time? Why do you keep doing it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's a bug and I think so many people, um a couple of my friends who did it for the first time text me today being like like today, I've just been in tears all morning. Cause I'm like, it's over, and it's. It, I just feel <laughs> like it's all done and it's over. And I didn't take any photos because I was just having the best day. And I'm like, I've got nothing to look back on. I've got no memories. And I'm like, actually, no, I do. I do have memories. They're still in my brain. But loads of my friends have texted me and said, I can't stop. Like, I can't stop watching videos or talking about it. And it's like a bug, isn't it? And I think right. the first, the first London. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I hated every second of it. Well, I didn't hate every second of it. I was like, I'm not ever doing it again. It hurts so much. Um, and then, I don't know. I think I just I just missed it. I missed having something yeah. to train for. I missed, like, I think it's hard to look back at a London marathon and not want to, I don't know, not want to do it again because it's just such an amazing day. And then, obviously the first London marathon made me quit my job and join runner's world. So I'm not saying everyone (laughs) should go that big, but like (laughs) I didn't look back. And then I did the second one with a time goal in mind and didn't get it. And I felt like, I don't know. I think I went out yesterday being like, I have no idea how, what's going to happen, but I just want to have the best day. And I think maybe that mindset was really important. And I think that was one thing that it's probably taken me till now to realize actually, your mindset obviously you have to train and you know but I think it's not the shoes it's not really the gels it's your mind and I think every other London marathon I've been so when it's got harder when my watch has gone mad I've kind of given up a bit and walked Mm. and had a cry whereas yesterday I was like this is just great I'm having such a fun time and I think that made a difference but I don't know if that's advice
2: (laughs) no I think it is and it's probably comes with experience doesn't it of like maybe having it having got it get it wrong a couple of times and then feel like i know now what's required to like it's a sort of maturity isn't it that's required for long distance races i think
3: to give a, a slice of two people chatting about the marathon whilst high on the passive passive fumes of runners and, and how it makes you feel um here's a here's a small uh, uh recording of me and rick from the side of the side of the road with atmospheric noises to uh complement this podcast and to to bring you all some insight of what two two men waffling about a, ra- a run that's taking place in front of them sounds like here we are mate this is this is high tech
2: <laughs> mile 24 and a half of the london marathon uh, uh, just sort of around embankment tube uh, very much in the pain cape here aren't we
3: looking at people coming past you, there's some <laughs> some happy people and some quite sad people <laughs> yeah is what we're seeing right now yeah
2: um, it's sort of a reminder that nothing, nothing ages you like the marathon. It's like you put like a banana in a bag. It's true. And It very, very quickly becomes sort of like. Are you saying yeah. that some people here look quite mushy? Yeah, in a nice way though. Obviously, it's, it's incredible what people are doing. But um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. We're really at the kind of action end, aren't we? Of like what the what all the training is about. Because it, it, these are like the, you know, and we've talked about this like. But it doesn't help now to, t- to tell someone... You've only got a mile and a half. Oh, yeah. It's like the longest No mile. one wants to hear anything like that. <laughs> no,
3: absolutely not. No, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so good to be here watching this, isn't it? The sun's shining. Sun's shining. Great day. Absolutely great yeah. day. Uh, yeah,
2: I was trying to think the, the last time... So I would I would have paced down here in 20... What, 2018? Yeah, that was the I, I done it. it. Yeah. And it was like a great, great um, weather for it. Similar to today. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It's also amazing to see like a mass event yeah. back on again like this. Like, I mean, yeah, it's almost you know it's not as if like the, you know the pandemic hasn't happened, but it's great to see something like this. Like, sort of running normality returning a bit.
3: Oh, it's just, it's lovely. It's it's really like it, it buoys you up. Everyone's looking good. Even these guys look. There's some smiles. I'm seeing some smiles. Oh, and some waves. So you you actually saw Jane, didn't you? Yep, Jane was looking strong about a mile twenty three. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I reckon she's she i don't i mean we we can probably confirm this she's on for pb because she's on she's on this podcast (laughs) and we'll ask her but i think she's i think she might have snuck in with a cheaper pb i also saw um good friend uh francesca from women's health oh yeah yeah she's only just got a got a casual 40 minute pb with a (laughs) 316 so massive props to her yeah that's a what what a time and what pb what i mean what a day to do it yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. and I, I, you know, I'm sure all the, the stories like that will come thick and fast. Yeah, know, thick and fast after after Definitely. the event, and it's just people have been building up to this for two years. Yeah, and this is what happens. So yeah, um, it's really good to be here. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's yeah, lovely, lovely thing to to witness. And um,
2: yeah, as you say, like the amount of charity vests going across now, it's a reminder, isn't it, that this is actually it's the biggest fundraising singular fundraising day oh, yeah. on the planet. So yeah yeah, 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 hard not to get um. Yeah,
3: hard not to feel quite emotional about seeing it back on, I think. Yeah, well, we're well, we stood quite just next to the pancre- uh, one of the Pancreatic Cancer UK stands, and they're doing a fantastic bit of cheering for the people as they come through. I was down by Macmillan earlier. That was, they were giving it some noise, so that was excellent. It's, I think they, the charity bits, when, 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 when their runners come through. Yeah, that's absolutely fun. That's, yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's, that's really great. Oh, well, on the costume front, I saw, um, I think someone
2: has a caterpillar world record event very nice you've got to get on haven't you that's the problem with these costumes you've really got to get on with the people you're running with <laughs> imagine you've got one person in a caterpillar who's like, not pulling their way yeah terrible the back get out
3: go at the back <laughs> the at the back's rubbish yeah.
2: lazy yeah. we just saw a, br- a brain go past a brain that was a good one yeah. um, I saw uh, someone in a flamenco, full flamenco a costume including heels
3: well which that's is just, that's phenomenal like, they, should, they should get their own special medal <laughs> yeah. for that yeah. that's ridiculous so you and me next year then I think. what do you think what doing this yeah. what, as we record it I <laughs> no, Just run it, I think. Yeah. As a caterpillar. We're getting no, absolutely not. Not do, I'm not I'm not being tethered to you in any way possible. No. no. Yeah, this makes me want to do it. And oh, I mate, I didn't agreed. I didn't I didn't think that was gonna be the response from today. I thought coming here today would just make me love running a bit and just be like, Yeah yeah, cool, Though no, it's really nice to see everyone do it. But it makes me wanna makes me wanna think about doing it again. Which is really dangerous because I didn't <laughs> ever want to do it again. <laughs> you said it here first confirmed it's not confirmed so i've, I'm s- I've speculated wildly while being emotional <laughs> that's all
2: that's happened so <laughs> i'm on the lookout for mark barrett a good friend of mine uh who is running for alzheimer's and i think she'll be coming through at any any point so
3: all right. well, well we should probably down mics then and yeah. uh, and let that happen because we right. we, want, we don't want to miss him but uh there you go live and direct from live the and direct. Marathon. we're everywhere we're literally <laughs> everywhere can't get rid of us
1: <laughs>
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: Rick has, well, as you can hear, Rick has has stated that both him and I are now going to do the marathon next year so oh I'm really keen I'm so keen mate I'm so keen to do
0: it should we do it together and live record it and see what happens Rick you you've got to slow down Rick
3: well or we've <laughs> just got to go faster Jane I mean that's come on let's not do ourselves a disservice here <laughs> um it was a ama- it was amazing though you stood there and I've had it all today I went running this morning and it was absolutely like one of those runs where you're just beaming because it was the, the the fallout of being in amongst watching people run and we were we were were at the really sort of chunky end of it when we were watching Rick we were seeing all of the suffering and all of the sort of like end bits of the race and it still made me want to do it which is ridiculous because I'm I'm sort of a few marathons I'm certainly definitely a few marathons back from you Jane I, I did the first I've done one off the back of no training and an injury and just kind of went out I had the same attitude I wanted to just do it and enjoy it but it was still incredibly hard, and I watched it all yesterday. And want ah, oh, I'd like to be, I'd like to do this and do it really well. Yeah, that's
2: what I thought looking at. I, it made me want to do my best effort on a marathon, whatever that is. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. And I think watching uh, you, Jane, get a PB, and watching our friend Chess get a PB, and just like seeing people doing that all with big smiles on their faces. I think that's what the, the difference was. Sometimes with the stories of PBs, it's all graft and it's all looks a bit aggressive and horrible and you kind of get that like, you know, gritting it out. But I didn't see that. Even at the end, I just saw people still suffering. But like, <laughs> I guess in a way, in the sunshine going, it's better than not being able to, you know, and just kind of cracking on. And yeah, I think that's what has possibly convinced me and rick otherwise well it convinced rick immediately i'm still <laughs> i'm still thinking about it but yeah there we go oh look time for a little bit of uh, shameless self-promotion
2: for me um i've written a, a little ep of marathon songs you two know <laughs> I, about
3: this anyone listening to this will absolutely know what you're talking about so yeah
2: they went out on the on the runners world channels uh this week if anyone is interested though on Spotify, you, you can you can search uh the history of the marathon. There's not a lot of albums called that, so if you if you search that, it comes <laughs> up. Um but there's one about Catherine Switzer and she got in touch with me and said that she she loved she got, she she's got a like shout she loves out. the song. Mate. That was amazing. I was ready to retire now, I think that was that was it.
3: That's all you needed from that. No one else, you know, the rest of it, um it doesn't really matter. If Switzer's Switzer's giving you props. That's that's all that matters. Yep, she's like, love the song and I was like, Wow,
2: amazing, you've made my year. Thanks very much. I'm gonna retire. Um but no, it was nice because uh, it was mostly recorded a little bit like this podcast, sort of from from the bedroom. So you don't necessarily think it's going to reach the ears of a running legend, but it did. So
3: it was very professional sounding. Thanks very much. You, you, and, and you, and Georgie, uh, a wonderful pairing, <laughs> not just in life but in singing. <laughs> and uh, and then whoever did all the music, you didn't play all the. No, no. There's so, did a you? very
2: talented bloke called Jules Jackson who plays uh, drums and bass right so he, so he's he's the rhythm section um
0: was he in the bedroom too or did he do it <laughs> no, after? Yeah. no we're not <laughs> fr- we're not, we're not a fruple
2: uh weird dynamic no, he's he, he lives um actually some i think he lives in stroud
0: okay so you just sent Lovely him part of the
2: world afterwards yeah. so yeah it's just, we send it remotely but um yeah it's nice got on the bbc news as well <laughs> that's you got played on the radio yeah. Your music has
3: been played on the radio. I know that's, that's great, isn't it? Um, Would you have preferred it to have been something else you'd written or are you happy that it was a song about running? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, I think the sort of songwriting's morphed to, 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 to fit running, uh, yeah i was very yeah to be honest mate at this stage in my career
3: anything rick's also done a, a, an album of children's songs <laughs> if anyone's interested did you sing that's the very songs good they're very As you good
0: watched everyone go past yesterday were you giving with it a live performance that i missed?
2: <laughs> i was really sad he didn't have his guitar with him <laughs> no i felt I, I was gonna gonna just spare people uh, that
0: you could have been like the like the brass band people you could have just been there with your guitar <laughs> singing next year rick if we are not running it. You're performing at it.
2: We, we could put a little. We could put a little song on the podcast. You know, I could, I could just. I could just put it in. What do you think?
3: All right, fine. Here is a sample of Super Duper Catherine Switzer for everyone's listening pleasure.
2: Back in 1967, men were of the firm belief if women ran a marathon, they'd die. But Catherine Switzer shook her head. I don't believe a thing you've said. If you can run the race, and so can I. Catherine Switzer's gonna change your mind. She'll be in Boston on the starting line. Try to stop her, you'll be pushed aside. She won't be denied. duper, Catherine Switzer, she's a running
3: history maker. She should really come and take a bow. Wow,
2: Rick. Yeah, that's great. Um so Jane, are you going to do another marathon anytime soon or do you think cuz you were saying, Jane, you were saying that maybe you're going to give it, you feel like maybe it's time to come off the 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 treadmill a little bit of running and and just make it a bit more fun for a while
3: rediscover the joy of it i think
0: i'm not gonna i've i've got my place in chicago next year and i'm not gonna sign up to anything else before that so i've got from now till august to to enjoy running and to see what happens but I Say that, but this morning I was like, I've not got a training plan, I don't know what to do. And I said to Dave, maybe I should do an ultra next. And he was like, Just stop, like, seriously, <laughs> just, just stop. Like, I can't cope with any more running. Um, so we, we will see, but yeah, I think I just want because I think, and I think actually, when I was talking to Lewis after the race, he said that for people like me who, um, I need I need to kind of do stuff to keep ticking over he was like the consistency of having an extra year really helps me mm. get fitter mm. and get stronger but I think mentally I'm just a bit tired of being on a training plan right now um yeah but I do agree that I think if I'd if I'd kind of because I've pretty much been training for this since Berlin in 2019 so it's been two years and I think that mm. solid block really helps me get a lot fitter but again i don't know if that's sustainable forever to just keep training um and to start training yeah. for London, for marathon 2022 now would be a lot no
2: i think i i just think yeah things have got to ebb and flow a little bit with running i think for it to be sustainable for it to be something you get serious about when when that's appropriate but also for it to it to be able to sort of uh morph a little bit in your life into into yeah
0: and I think it's easy to get swept like right now I'm so like oh my god I want to do another one but I think in a couple I think I need at least like at least a couple of months just to yeah see how I feel and go from there and yeah maybe maybe there's a different it was a different challenge. Yeah, you've who got knows? to enjoy it as
2: well. Like you, you ran like a you went a marathon PV. Like anyone and anyone who's listening run a marathon PV. It's like the next couple of weeks. I think it really is important to enjoy it and to uh, mm. to celebrate it,
0: rather than cry in the morning because you didn't take any photos.
2: Yeah, also to think like yeah. what can I what next though? What can I can I get quicker? Crying into my gluten free crumpets at <laughs> <Yeah>. nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, you did get you did get a request for your gluten free pizza, didn't you?
0: I did. Oh, I did, ladies
3: and yeah. So Rice cake, cake pizzas. <laughs> Look, like here's
0: yeah. how you do it. You get a rice cake. I've made them sound really, like, like big, like really difficult.
2: My son has rice cakes. They're tiny. No, it's not one of those No, no, okay. no.
0: That, you could use them um, a lot more time preparing. A big mm. rice, a normal size rice cake. And all you do is put your toppings on top of the rice cake and then pop it in the oven.
2: Can you put, you can put a rice cake in the oven? You can you put can, a rice cake. Rick.
0: In. You can. Wow. Not too long they'll burn, but they do go a bit softer. But I think the way I spoke about the recipe people might think you kind of grind them up and make a flour out of rice cakes. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm sure you could.
3: So what so It's literally like get a rice cake, put some tomato on top.
0: Cheese, pesto experiment.
3: Wow. <laughs> on, Rick. sounds terrible, When I went I
0: showed yeah, when I showed a Ben when I showed Ben a photo of these he was like, "I wouldn't give those to my kids." So, <laughs> so they're wildly I, unpopular. I, I,
3: just, I feed them anything, so they are yeah.
0: wildly unpopular. They don't look great, but yeah. I
3: love a rice cake though. So you can't I'm beat all a rice cake.
0: You just can't beat. Mm. In fact, I was sad this morning when I didn't have any rice cakes because that would have been that would have been my breakfast of choice
3: there we go Cal- calo if you're listening jane now lives somewhere else so just get her address and send her a bowl box of them
0: yeah all boxes of Just
3: to, on the nutrition question so I'm, I'm interested in this
2: this rogue gel that you had at, at 20 miles because yeah. presumably like they're not just handing out um morty morton caffeine gels um no. so you must have been ca- you, you were carrying this with intent i was
0: ca- so i had a box of gone off morton in my cupboard which oh, wait, i think so not
3: only was this a gone off this was, was off a, this was a rogue two, gone off two out of date
0: and i think we Bloody got hell. we got loads of caffeine gels sent in when they were released probably 2 years ago and i took some yeah. from the runners world cupboard for berlin so again 2 years ago and i thought for berlin i carried one with me and i thought nah, that's risky i don't know I don't know how that's going to affect me because I, you know, I <laughs> so can only you waited two years. So then I waited two years and then I thought I'll carry it with me as a wild card. If things, <laughs> I love that. If things feel just good, just throw something at it. Just wild card it. <laughs> so I had cliff blocks till mile 20, which I know are safe. I do all my training with cliff blocks and I had two Morton normal gels and then the wild card. The wild I thought, card. Why not? Why not play it? And yeah, it paid off. That. Amazing. It could have gone that. one or two mm. ways and when I spoke to my brother after the race, he was like, that's very early on to play a wild card. If that had upset your stomach, you would have ruined the race. But I was like, it didn't.
3: <laughs> wild card, mate.
0: Wild card. You've got to take risks wild in card. life. And I took one and it worked.
3: <laughs> right, wild card, gels aside, what about the crowds and the spectators?
0: All the spectators were brilliant, apart from the anti-vaxxers. There were some anti-vaxxers. Oh, I saw that,
3: some anti-vaxxing stuff, yeah, yeah.
0: Holding up big signs saying, don't vaccinate my children. And I was like, this is the wrong crowd we're running a marathon
2: yeah, yeah it's a bit <laughs> no, opportunistic, isn't it so none of okay. us have
0: that power to vaccinate <laughs> your children i'm
2: trying to do a p i'm trying to do a pb
0: i was like oh that's a big sign oh what a strange message to have and then there were so many of them that then the message got through but and i chased a big um i don't know if he was a tooth or a bone I think he was a tooth. He was called Ben, definitely called Ben. So I hope he's listening. I chased him down the mound. He was rapid, like (laughs) big tooth or big bone. I don't know what it was. Big. I think it was a tooth. So quick. Big tooth Ben. Big tooth Ben was so quick. And I was like, I refuse to be beaten by a tooth. But he was the quickest tooth I've ever seen. Is that an old tooth
2: charity? Are there there tooth charities? It might be. It's
3: good, maybe, yeah. I
0: don't know. Maybe free dental care for people but they, I, I need to know more i need to know more about ben the tooth <laughs> if you're the tooth um, and
2: you beat jane down the mall, can you write in podcast at uk? yeah so and
0: if you were dressed as forrest gump i ran next to you uh, for a long time and run forrest run just didn't get old he just loved it lapping it up i'm um, i'm
2: so i'm tired of the joke though I'll be honest i mean fair play to anyone dressed up as forrest gump but i just think oh man we need we need a new gag there needs to be a new running gag this means you film you film just like oh run for us run all oh, right
0: like, there's your next project done the <laughs> album <laughs>
3: score score that movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Album. did you um did you see any celebrities jane
0: i did um i did not see no right. i think i was so post gel Samar 20 to 26.2 wow. yeah. anyone like anyone could have been in front of me people like my cousin was apparently leaning over the barrier waving in my face and i was like must keep running so <laughs> became good. a robot so morton if morton want to sponsor me um also get yeah, in touch with sure. my address <laughs> because i will let them go out of date for the next those, year those things are so. good
3: I'll be, I'll be, yeah they are good yeah, of course they, they, are they are really good they are very yeah, very, very good yeah, to be yeah. said oh me i mean send boxes to all of us please thanks. <laughs> um rick you asked jane if she was uh you know now eyeing up something yeah in your current state of injury and, and sort of and yeah. having some time off running what are you thinking now after spending a day watching racing?
2: Yeah so I guess I would say that up until watching London I didn't miss racing too much I was probably quite enjoying a very like low stress relationship with running in that I was yeah. kind of doing, I was probably running three times a week not that far looking after the knee and just sitting on the on the NHS waiting list hopefully uh, to get an operation at some point but yeah definitely seeing just seeing people doing their absolute best in the, in the marathon, really putting a proper shift in, and like,
3: hmm. and
2: the sort of post race celebrations. Yeah, I did miss it, and I thought I'd love to get back out there and um and do a marathon. So I'm gonna, I need to be a bit sensible. I think the marathons probably aren't going to happen in the next few, few months, for me. But I think that yeah, certainly signing up for like a like a 10k or a 10miler is yeah something that's I'm fancying again uh, off the back of seeing that. So.
3: Yeah. But next year, Marathon? Well, me and you, mate, we've said it now, so... Fine. Yeah, <laughs> true, we've said it. We've said it out loud, which doesn't guarantee anything. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this
2: week's Runners World podcast. Huge thanks to our special guest, Jane McGuire and to Ben and Rick also for asking some questions and offering some inane chatter as
3: ever. By the magazine, it's really good. Now that you've, uh, now you've listened to us talk about the marathon, you're probably going to want some guidance into achieving your own moment of absolute glory. So you should subscribe to Runners World magazine. Uh, you can do that on the internet somewhere
0: (laughs) you should also subscribe to the podcast to get I don't think you get notifications but you will see our little logo pop up
3: every Tuesday and listen to more great chat please do that too